Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Hard Soul and Hustle podcast, episode number 96. And on this episode, we've got Lacey Boggs talking all about content marketing and planning your editorial calendar. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What, what, what is up, Heart Hustlers? Welcome to another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Now, I'm really stoked today to have Lacey Boggs on, who is a content marketing expert, and she's going to talk to us all about how to create really engaging content, but more importantly, how we figure out what kind of content we should be promoting to our audience, and really how to create an editorial calendar. Now, over the last few weeks, I've actually reached out to my audience, and I've asked you guys, what do you want to learn more about? And in overwhelming amount of you said, how do I create content? How do I create an editorial calendar? And what should I be giving away? And Lacey and I are going to dive deep on that today. So without further ado, let's welcome Lacey to the show. Hey, Lacey, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, I'm super excited too, because we are going to be talking all about editorial calendars and content marketing, which I love, love, love creating content. That's why I've got a podcast and it's going to be such a blast to talk about. But before we dive into the nuts and bolts and get into all the good stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? 
Sure, sure. So my name is Lacey Boggs. I run the Content Direction Agency. We're a boutique content marketing agency that's basically like hiring a marketing department for your small business without the huge investment. <laughs> so we do everything from coming up with the strategy all the way through to writing the posts, writing the tweets, scheduling the tweets, whatever it needs to be done, we can probably handle it for you. And I've been doing this for about six years now. Before that, I was a journalist. I was a food editor at a local magazine here in Colorado. And so I bring kind of a journalistic eye to, <laughs> to content marketing. I love it. So we're going to talk a little bit about actual editorial calendars today and actually planning out content. But before we dive into editorial calendars, can you talk to us a little bit about what exactly is content marketing and, and why is it so important? Sure, sure. That's actually one of my favorite questions. So I always like to say that content marketing is anytime you are having a conversation with your audience that you hope will eventually result in a sale. So, and that can be on any channel. So again, if you're doing blogging, if you're doing podcasting, videos, tweets, Snapchat, I don't care. Anytime you're com having a conversation with your audience with the intent of eventually resulting in a sale, that's content marketing. So anything you say to your audience is content and assuming that you're hoping eventually they will buy something from you, it's marketing, right? So that's what content marketing is. But more specifically than that, it's what we call inbound marketing which means that we're asking people to come to us out of their own volition, right? And, and it's what Seth Godin calls permission marketing. So when you're asking someone to opt in for your email, for example, you're asking their permission to market to them. It's the same sort of thing when you even post a link to your blog posts on Facebook, you're asking for permission to share that story with them because they have to click it, right? They have to take an action. So that's what content marketing really is. So it's less about like a billboard, which is outbound marketing, and more about that inbound marketing, like getting people to come to you. I love it. And in our space, the most common forms of content marketing are things like social media, blog posts, and podcasting, just to make sure I'm following, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But as, as our, you know, the internet world changes so fast, I always just like to say it's anytime you're having that conversation. So for a great example is something that's new, relatively new right now is like messenger bots, right? That would still be considered content marketing because you're having that conversation. Love it. So I actually have a response from a survey that I sent out to my audience that I just want to kind of read this question to you. And I think it'll be a great place to kick off starting about content planning. And we had someone say, I feel scrambled and all over the place with creating content pieces that add value. Where do I start and how do I get organized and clear if I want structure for my content? So to kind of turn that into a more specific or manageable question is, if I'm thinking about creating content, where do I start and how do I know what I should be giving away? Oh, that's such a great question. So what I always tell my clients is that we start with the end in mind. So you have to start with your goal. What is your goal for content marketing? What is your goal for a particular piece of content? And what I mean by that is we all think, well, duh, the goal is to get more emails or to get more sales or whatever it might be. But you have to get really specific like, because sometimes the goals are a little bit different. So this is a great example. I just got off the call with a potential client and I asked her what her goal for content marketing is. And she said, you know, she's a nutritionist. And she said, you know, my one-on-one -on -one calendar is full right now. 
and I'm going to be launching a course in about a year. So right now I just want to keep looking like everything's updated. I want my blog to be updated regularly so that when people come to the website, it looks, you know, like there's somebody here, the lights are on (laughs) and I want to be collecting email addresses for that eventual course launch. So the kinds of content we would do for her would be very different from the kinds of content I might do from somebody who's launching a course in say six weeks, right? Because it's much more urgent to get people excited about that course in six weeks than in a year. So understanding your goal and getting very specific about it is the first place to start. And then after that, like structuring your content, you just ask yourself, is this getting me closer to my goal with everything you post? And that can sound a little overwhelming maybe when you're thinking about like, is this getting closer to my goal with a tweet? (laughs) But I'm talking about kind of the, the big pieces of content, the blog posts, the podcasts, the whatever you're doing, the videos that are kind of your hub content, ask yourself, is it going to move me closer to my goal? Cause a lot of times I see clients that are like, Oh, I have this podcast. I'm like, great. Is that helping your business? Well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and they haven't really thought it through. Like, how am I getting people from the podcast to the sale? Right? So you, that's how you structure it. You have to figure out like, how is this piece of content I'm producing going to help lead people to that sale? I love it. So we really have to start not with the content itself, but with what we want the content to actually do. Exactly. I love that. So if we're kind of starting to realize that we need content and let's say that we are starting to create an editorial calendar. Well, first off, can you explain to us what an editorial calendar is and then how do we start planning our own? Yeah, absolutely. So an editorial calendar is basically just a calendar that says what you're going, what content you're going to produce and when, and I like to add and why, (laughs) because if we don't know that why, again, we're just making content because somebody told us we needed to make content, right? It can be as simple as, you know, something in your Google calendar. It can be my template is in a, in a Google sheet, so like in an Excel format, or it can be, there are tools that will do this for you as well, as simple or as complicated as you like, but it basically, it has a date. It has what I'm going to write about on that date. And my template has some extra columns that say like, why, what am I hoping this will do? And where am I going to promote it? Because the other big problem I see people doing with content is they have what I call the field of dreams problem. They think if I write it, they will come. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's really not so much true anymore. You really do have to be a little more proactive in promoting things. So my template does also include like, where am I going to promote this? (laughs) How am I going to get the word out? But other than that, it's basically just a document that you follow that helps you plan out what you're going to write and when. And was the second question you asked about how we start putting one together? Yeah. So how do we start putting an editorial content calendar together? Mm -hmm. Again, we want to work backwards. So we want to think about what is that goal and then how am I going to get there? So let's say that you are launching something in six months. So you would put in the date of your launch or your sale or whatever it might be, your promotion. And then you would work backwards from there and say like, what do I need to do to get people to make that purchase, right? So you may say to yourself, okay, well, if I wanna sell 50 of these widgets, I need 5,000 people on my list. I don't know, I'm pulling these numbers out of the air, like don't quote me on this, but 
So then you might say, okay, that means I need to add a thousand people to my list before I launch that thing. Okay, great. What am I going to do to add a thousand people to my list in the next six months? And from there, you can start to see like, okay, well, this kind of content tends to get me a lot of signups. This kind of content doesn't. So I'm going to do more of part A than part B. And that's kind of how I start putting the pieces together. But I always have to start with the end in mind. No, what am I shooting for? <laughs> and then I can figure out how to get there. Love that. So give us some examples of like, let's say, you know, a lot of my listeners are planning to launch products. Like, let's say I'm planning to launch in the next three to four months. What are some of the key pieces of content that I want to make sure I have on my editorial calendar? Yeah, absolutely. So three to four months, I'm glad you said that because that's a really great window of time to start thinking about a launch. Too often people come to me and they're like, hey, I'm launching in four weeks. What can you do for me? And I'm like, mm, not that much. <laughs> so you, know, you have to start pretty early when you want to, especially depending on how many people you need to get to see it, right? So I would start by doing some kind of list building event or exercise. I know that you are the king of challenges. And so a challenge can often be a really great way to start building your list in anticipation of a launch later on. You can also do, you know, have a new freebie. You could do a webinar. There's lots of ways to get people on your list, but I would do a big list building exercise early on. And then I would spend the next few weeks figuring out what do people need to know to be ready to buy my thing, right? So this is what we call the customer perspective process or spectrum. Like how do I need, what do I need to educate them on to get them from where they are now to where they need to be when they're ready to buy? One of my favorite metaphors for this is rocks in a river. So if you can imagine that your sale or you are on one side of the river and your potential customers on the other side, you have to put enough rocks, in this case, pieces of content <laughs> in the river to get them from one side to the other. If you don't have enough, they fall in and get washed downstream, never to be heard from again. If they're all over the place and don't make like a path, they can get confused and never make it to the other side, right? If they're spaced too far apart, they might never make it to the other side. So you think of your content as like those equally spaced, all in a line <laughs> rocks to get them across the river. And then you're more likely to get the sale. So that's what I would do is try to figure out like, what do they need to know to get from one side of the river to the other. And then probably two, you know, three or four weeks before I would start doing more things that would really be more salesy. So I might do some case studies. I might do a Q and A or an FAQ post that would say like, what do you need to know about this product that's coming? You know, there, this is where your tradi more traditional like launch formula would come in where you might do the three video thing, or you might do a challenge for the launch or the webinar, whatever it might be. That would be, you know, three or four weeks out and then, then you launch. So yeah, I would kind of build it up that way. Start with the list building, do some education and then do the salesy stuff. I love it. So we have this flow of like build your list and then nurture your list with relevant content. And then that leads to a sale. Mm -hmm. So in this nurture phase, I feel like this is where people get tripped up the most. What are some of the, and I know this is like a, a wide net question, but what are some of the big objections or educational pieces of content that you see people need in this sequence? Sure, sure. So you have to think about where is the person when they are coming to you? Like where are they starting from? And then you can kind of figure out where to take them next. So what I mean by that is like, 
So let's say you are a weight loss coach and you're going to sell a program on metabolism, right? You're going to sell a program on how to improve your metabolism to lose weight. Well, the person who wants to lose weight may or may not be Googling fix my metabolism, right? They're probably just Googling how to lose weight. So they're coming to you looking for a different problem, basically. I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's a different set of words, right? It's not how they would phrase it. Right. So you need to get them from that stage of, how do I lose weight to how do I fix my metabolism? And that's going to be that nurture process. So you need to write posts that are like why metabolism is the thing you should be focusing on. Why fad diets don't work. Why I don't even know I'm making this up, but you see what I'm saying? You have to educate them that what they're really looking for is what you're selling. (laughs) Got it. So it's really saying like we have to move them from the problem they think they have to the problem we know they have with relevant and educational content. Absolutely. And I find a lot of my clients, maybe you see this too, especially if they sell some kind of luxury product or service, they struggle with this because they don't know what the problem is that their client is actually looking for. So a really great example of this is like fine artists. They're like, well, you know, I sell $3,000 paintings. This is not a problem. <laughs> or this is a very first world problem. <laughs> but it, it is a problem. And we, you have to figure out what is that problem. Depending on the art, it could be, well, I need to decorate my home. Or I want to show off my taste. Or I want to invest. Or I want to, you know, curate a collection. It would depend, right? But there is a problem there that the art solves. And when you figure out what that problem is then you can create the content to help the person realize that your product or service solves that problem. Love that. So can we go a little deeper on that and talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about how do you figure out what that problem is, right? You said like, Mm. we know what we sell, but we don't always know what people are trying to buy. So what are some of the things we can do to actually figure that out? Yeah, there's a great quote. I want to say it's from Dan Ogilvy, but I don't remember from like the Mad Men era of advertising. And he says, you know, you're not selling a quarter inch drill. You're selling a quarter inch hole. <laughs> and really, you're not even selling the hole. You're selling the picture that they're going to hang once they've drilled the hole. Right. So it's about figuring out like what is really the end result. I always this is you've probably heard of this if you've read anything about copywriting, but it's features versus benefits. Right. Yeah. The feature is that I'm let's say I'm selling a red shirt and it's a size ladies medium. But the benefit is that it's going to make you look amazing. Right. (laughs) And so we want to get to that benefit. We want to get to that. What is it actually going to do? So. Here's some secret, like super secret tips that are not that actually that secret that you can do for customer research. So the first one is like, ask, just do a survey. You just told me that you did a survey and came up with those great questions. That's a great way to do it. And the more you can parrot your customer's language back to them exactly the way they say it, the more they'll be like, oh my God, it was like you were in my head. And that's good news. (laughs) If you don't have a big customer base to survey yet, You can go in groups where your customer hangs out. So like Facebook groups is great for that or find other places where they're talking. So what I mean by that is go to your competitors or your frenemies websites and look at the comments. What are they saying? Um, A really great place for this is to go to Amazon and look up books about your topic or your niche and look at the reviews. And wherever people are complaining, (laughs) that is something that is a need that's not being met yet. Right. So if they're like, well, I like this book, but it didn't really tell me what I wanted to know about X, Y, Z. You go write a blog post about X, Y, (laughs) Z. I love that. I love that. So really it's 
like the simple answer that we want, which is like figure it out, isn't quite accurate. We actually have to go out and, and research our audience to be able to make really relevant content. Yes, because here's the thing, like we only know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. So like you might have an idea of what you think your customer's problem is, but until you ask, you're not really sure. And you don't really have, you may be surprised. Some other, you know, other things can be like demographic information of your, of your existing customer base. So here's a great example. I recently did some digging to see like, okay, people who actually do business with me, what do they have in common? And so like, I went through and I figured out, I went to LinkedIn and research like how old is their business how long have they been doing this i made an estimate of what i thought they were making all these kind of things and i learned that my average customer has been in business a lot longer than i thought i thought they were maybe one to two years in business when they decided to come to me for help and really it's like four to nine (laughs) so they had been in business much much longer so that's a really different set of people and a really different set of problems that i can be talking to right yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that. And it's it's so interesting that sometimes what we think we know isn't the reality. We have to get in there and actually ask the question. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have students all the time, even at the, the point of sale where they're like, well, no one bought. So that must mean blah, 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 blah. And you really don't know what it means until you actually go out and ask. Totally. So true. And like when you ask at the after a sale, like if you, if you survey your non-buyers or something like that at the end, you need to ask them like three times because the first two answers will be, it was too much money and I didn't have time. And then the third answer will be the real answer. (laughs) Yes. I actually just recorded a podcast where I talked about that, that you always have time and money as objections, but you have to go deeper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if it's time and money, it just means that they weren't making it a priority. Love it. Love it. Love it. So just to kind of recap, and then maybe we can open up any any holes in the process that we've missed. You really want to survey your audience or start paying attention to where your audience hangs out, like Amazon or places that you can read reviews to kind of Mm -hmm. get insight on what the problem they think they have is and use that as a way to start building your email list with relevant content. Once you start building your email list, then you want to educate your prospects on what you sell and why you sell it with educational or free content. And you do that over a period of time, hopefully like three to four months between launches to gear up for the sale. Absolutely. And I do want to point out, like when I say educational content, I don't necessarily mean how to content. So this is one of my most recent soapboxes is I think a lot of us post how to blog posts because it's easy. And I don't mean easy. Like you can knock it out really fast. It's just, it's an easy thing to think of. I've definitely been guilty of this where it was like, well, I know how to blog. So I'm going to tell you how to blog, whatever it is. But the problem is, is that actually what your customer needs? So again, I'm a really great example of this. When people come to work with me one-on-one, they want me to do it, right? Obviously, it's a, it's a service. They're saying, we want you to set up the strategy. We want you to write the blog post, et cetera. So do those people actually want to know how to write a blog post? Probably not. <laughs> they don't care. They want it done for them. So actually me writing a whole bunch of 
how to blog posts, it got me a lot of people that love me and think I have a lot to say, which I do. And they're grateful for my information, but those people weren't buying my one-to-one service. So you have to really ask yourself, am I writing the kind of content that my actual ideal customer wants to read? So what I've done since then is try to shift to more why to content, (laughs) because that's, I feel the more of the kind of thing that the person who's going to hire me wants to know, like, why is it important to do X, Y, Z? Why is it important to think about this trend in content marketing? Why is it important to still blog when there's videos and podcasts and all this other stuff? So that's kind of just an example of, you have to be really clear on how they're getting across that river. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that, that if you're focusing on the problem to build your email list, once you start marketing content to these people in your audience, you can start talking about the whys versus the how to. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is not to say that how to content is wrong for everyone. It's not. There's lots and lots of business models where how to content would be totally valid. I'm just saying you need to examine it and make sure it's valid for what you're doing and the kind of person you want to reach. Love it. So as we start to kind of wrap up, we always have some rapid fire questions that we like to ask our guests. So are you ready? Totally. Awesome. So what does the word hustle mean to you as it applies to business? I think hustle means do the work. I find that a lot of times and this is definitely true for me, but a lot of times my clients and, and people I see online, they know what they should be doing and they just don't have time to do it. And so like, I always tell myself, just do the damn work, <laughs> do the work, do the thing that you know is going to get the results or that you know is the best practice. And guess what? It gets results. <laughs> Love it. Now, what's one thing that people listening to this episode can do this week to start to see some results in their business? I would love it if you would sit down and ask yourself that question we talked about in the beginning. What is my goal with my content marketing? Because if you've never asked yourself that question, you may be surprised at the answer. (laughs) So really sit down and think about why am I doing this? Why am I writing this blog or producing this podcast or whatever it might be? And then make sure your activities are actually aligned with that goal. Awesome. And then finally, what are you working on? Where can we learn more about you? And do you have anything you'd like to share with my audience? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, right now, the way I love to work with people the most is through one-on-one strategy sessions. You can find out about those on my website. Just go to laceyboggs.com slash undercover. And that'll tell you all about how you can work with me one-on-one. Right now, like if you'd like something juicy to take away, I would love to give you guys my editorial calendar template that you can download. And there's also a YouTube video linked to it that tells you how to use it. So if you go to laceyboggs.com slash hustle, you can grab that. It's totally free. It's in a Google doc. You just make a copy of it and start using it on your own. But I have a ton of resources. As I said, I used to write a lot of how-to content. So there's a ton of resources on my website if you uh, get stuck or you can always come ask me a question. I love it. Well, Lacey, thank you so much for being on the show. I think my audience is absolutely going to love this. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I don't know about you, but I got a ton out of that episode. I was scribbling feverishly in my notebook the whole time, and Lacey dropped some really good knowledge bombs, and we recapped at the end of the episode there, but I just want to hammer home how important it is to start planning out and getting an editorial calendar together for your content. It's just going to lead to better content overall, and it's something that we can all always work on, myself included, and I'm going to go check out that freebie from Lacey over at Lacey Bog 
blogs.com slash hustle myself and start working on an awesome editorial calendar for the podcast because the reality is a calendar with content is going to help you get consistent and create better results. In fact, as I'm recording this, I'm looking at a calendar with the next several podcast episodes we're going to release because if you plan you get better results. So get out there, start thinking about the goal with your content, check out that editorial calendar, and until next time, keep hustling. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.